Guys, before we start episode 200 of the podcast, before the bloody party begins, uh, we're going on tour, as you guys know. And uh, we're going to Bendigo next. Uh, Geelong, hopefully, we'll go ahead. There's a few tickets left to that now. Melbourne, Adelaide, Bunbury, Perth, Harvey Bay, Canberra, Cairns, Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Toowoomba, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Launceston, and Hobart. I'm coming bloody everywhere, and I'd love to see you there. Luke Kidgel. Come. What, what were we doing in the background? Yeah, this is what you <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. But don't do it on me because then I'm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy the episode 200. Yes. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 200 Woo. of this podcast is finally here. Four years of speaking to myself like a schizophrenic. Thanks for being here. Yes. So we still don't have our buttons, so it's <laughs> just a phone today. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, episode two hundred. It's a party. I got a party hat on. Um, some probably, some people probably just thought I was cosplaying as a wizard. Not true. I uh, have a Woolies party hat on. With a dinosaur on it? Yeah. Pretty cool. There were, li- <laughs> there were limited options. Uh, now, to start off the episode this week, we have a celebratory buzzer, uh, not sent in by anyone, just uh, to commemorate the occasion of episode 200. Let's hit it, Reese. Have you got to put up the mic. Yep. Hallelujah. <laughs> Great. Hang on. No, that was the time to stop it. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Guys, 200 episodes. Uh, if this is the first time you've tuned in, hey, come at a great time. Today, we're going to be doing some reminiscing, um, some storytelling. Um, we don't honestly have too much planned. I uh, will admit the uh, <laughs> the party hats were about as... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what we did for episode 200. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, man, wonder what they're going to do for the big milestone. They're going to come up with some crazy shit. I tried. Trust me. Uh, I wanted to buy sparklers and uh, Reese wouldn't let me. I uh, grabbed sparklers off the shelf and he was like, "Uh, you can't do that inside. They'll start a fire. And uh, I realized I've been doing sparklers inside for years. No, I was saying the fire alarm would go off. Then you might have to pay for a call-out fee. You don't want to do that. Yeah, but how smoky are you? Your sparkle is yeah. getting open a window. You'll be, be fine. Because like, what about those cakes that have the the candles, the sparkler candles? Mm, true. We've been doing them inside for yeah, years. True. We're not talking like... I wasn't like trying to buy fireworks <laughs> or like a, a bomb, or, by the way. I was the, just a kid's sparkler. Um, we should have bought the um, horns, the yeah. ones. Uh, and Reese, uh, for audio listeners, has gone the double, double. party hat look, the devil look, because yeah. he, you know, rock on. Yeah. Um, he's a Satanist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, or he's just like a big fan of Tenacious D. Yeah. You know? The Pick of Destiny. <laughs> yes. Uh, great film and the only uh, Satan reference that I really understand. <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys, welcome. And uh, we're in Newcastle currently in an Airbnb, living it up. Um, I didn't go the double hat look, but get th- get this, Reese. Thinking yep. of wearing the second hat as like a cool necklace. Oh yeah. Hang on. <laughs> I actually put it on my nose. <laughs> I look like a duck. <laughs> um, no, we wear one as a necklace, and then like one. <laughs> this is an audio podcast, and this is a pretty fucking three out of ten visual gag. <laughs> There you go. Nah, worth it. Glad we persisted with it. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so, <laughs> now the clips are just going to be fucked from this episode. They're yeah. going to be like, why was he wearing a party hat on his neck? <laughs> He's trying to hide a hickey or something. It's so annoying. Everyone always messages me on Instagram that I have hickeys. I hate this necklace. I'm taking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Everyone always messages me on Instagram. Like, oh, you got a hickey. Like, is that really the most plausible thing that, like, a guy who's in a long-term relationship just, like, Meg's constantly giving me hickeys? Like, who do you think gives them to me? Some guy's like, oh, did Reese give you a hickey? <laughs> no. No, he didn't. That would be uh, a HR yeah. issue. And uh, and I don't think Reese, you know, has the sucking power. No, you probably know, not. You don't even have what it takes, bro. No. Um, <laughs> okay, I was hoping for some more 
a little more pushback from me there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're in Newcastle and I did the first Newcastle show last night. Uh, a few things happened. So, I've been in New South Wales for a couple of days now. So, a few days we came down from the Goldie. And, man, Wollongong was so much fun. Uh, what happened there? Oh, just some real disrespectful shit. Some bloke just like, don't be that guy, you know? There was a guy who snuck into my show. Um, I just thought it was funny. I think he thought I was mad about it. But I, was just, I thought it was funny. There was this guy, and it, like, oh, as we were chatting in the crowd, it kind of turns out that he didn't pay for a ticket. He didn't know anyone there. He was just sitting there. He was wearing a poncho, and uh, he was just, like being a full weirdo, and then his name was also River. Don't be that guy, Yeah. you know? Oh, and I met a girl named Somerset. The other night, Ooh. her parents ran with Somerset, and then uh, she told me that she's like, "Oh yeah, when I uh, turned like sixteen, my mum was like, oh, by the way, if you want to change it, I totally understand.' <laughs> like she just completely regretted her daughter's name. Um, I, I've met a lot of people this tour with fucked names. You always have to ask people when you sign their posters, like, "Oh, they're like, oh, my name's Alex," and you're like, "Oh, great, how do you spell that?" And they look at you like, "Huh?" Because sometimes you get just like, "Oh, there's a silent T." I met a Brittany or Brittany or something like that. Wasn't that in Adelaide? Because the dad um, just wrote the name wrong on the birth certificate and then they just ran with it. <laughs> they just spelt it wrong accidentally. And uh, geez, that's the most bogan shit ever mm. to just like spell it wrong and be like, good luck forever. You're just setting up your kid. I would never name, uh, if I ever have kids, I'm never going to name them like something where they have to explain the spelling every time. You know, like, I, you always mean, like, a Claire. And then, like, and there's, like, oh, it's a triple R and the double E at the end. It's, like, why would you do that to your kid? They have to say that every time they say their name to someone. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, I met this dude um, in my Sydney show. You know, uh, if you want to cast your minds back to a couple of weeks ago, I uh, did some talk about getting into some honest sex work where I had an offer on my Instagram to sell socks of mine, sweaty, stanky socks, send them to Perth, I believe it was, uh, for $100. Now, I'll be honest, I keep forgetting about it. Um, mainly because th th there's two reasons. One, we've been very busy and, I guess, distracted, putting the tour on sale and just doing shows every night this week, pretty much. Um, that hasn't helped. But also, I've uh, really offloaded my post office duties um this year i don't really go to the post office anymore meg pretty much does all the merch now so ben there's old episodes of this podcast titled like war with the post office lady mm. i used to have grudges and i had to get out of there it was not a safe space for me because i used just to crack the shits of people getting paid 25 dollars an hour because they fucking charge you out the ass to send a fucking t-shirt to tasmania you know uh but anyway, yeah, so I've, I've afloated that, which means I don't go to the post office anymore. And I just, I think I don't want to be the boyfriend that goes to my girlfriend like, hey, when you're sending off some of the merch, can you also um just uh, send off my socks so some bloke in Perth can jack off to them? I don't really want to be that guy um, in my relationship. So I think that's half the reason why I haven't sent them is because I always do forget when I do remember... I don't want to go to the post office myself. Just can't be fucked. And uh, I also don't want to be the guy that... And Meg, by the way, Meg, she's like, yeah, I'll send them off. I will. Um, she's pro my sex work, which is great. But since I've had this offer and I've talked about it on Luke and Lewis and this podcast, oh boy, the floodgates have opened. I got a guy. He was definitely underage, which is why I didn't do it. Right? And that's the only reason. <laughs> he was... Because he was there with his uncle. So, he must have been underage. He was at my show. He tried to buy the socks off my feet after my Sydney show in the meet and greet line. He offered me $75 cold hard cash. Just like, take them off right now. And I was like, mate, I need socks. You know, and I, I should have been like, mate, you're 17. <laughs> but the reason I gave was, I need to wear socks. And I was like, no, I'm not giving you my socks. There's no chance that's happening. And uh, he just couldn't fathom why. He's like, but this is what you do. You know, it was almost like why he came. <laughs> he was just like, oh, well, the show was great, but I came here for those stanky boys. And what was weird was I kind of thought at first the guy was doing it as a bit, like, mm. oh, it's a podcast reference. Because some people do overthink things in the line with what they say to you after the show. A classic example was we had a bit of banter in one of the Sydney shows about a, a fetish that involved guys wearing 
belts and just belts, like a leather belt around their naked body. And that was it. And for some reason, that was the fetish. And some guy just clearly had 45 minutes in the queue to like, all right, what am I going to say to Luke? You know, I'm a big podcast fan. I'm going to make him laugh. He took off his belt that he was wearing, rolled it up and then went, hey, mate, do you want this? And I was like, no. (laughs) And he went, oh. And then his friend goes, I fucking told you, bro, he wasn't going to laugh. <laughs> and then he had to slowly put the belt through his buckle rung by rung and just go, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You ruined his night. Pardon? You ruined his night. Oh, well, I will laugh <laughs> if it's funny. I'm not going to force out a laugh. I'm not going to fake it. Like, that would be that would be also wrong to yeah. just pretend laugh at people's shitty attempts. Uh, so I, that's why I thought the guy offering my socks, so I was like, oh, he's just trying to have a laugh. So I'm kind of playing along with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right. And he goes, no, seriously. I was like, oh, do you actually have this fetish? And then he just goes, huh, I don't know. I might. <laughs> and then I just looked at him like, so do you? And then his uncle just looks at me like, uncle, by the way, not doing anything. Not like going, all right, mate, that's probably enough. He doesn't want to say your socks. The uncle's kind of just going, come on, mate, give him like, give him your socks. And I was like, what kind of a fucking parent slash guardian are you at this event where you're trying to get me to sell socks in a sexual manner to an underage kid who's your nephew? What the fuck? Mm. So, um, guys, I didn't sell the socks to him. So, I've, I, I, I do have a few saucy offers in my DMs. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but I haven't even sent off one. So, I'm not, I'm not, I can't promise prompt delivery i'm delivering socks at the rate of australia post right now six months to never you'll receive those um i will do it i keep saying i'll do it but i just maybe this week i have a week off shows so maybe i can make it my mission must send socks yeah i need like a to-do list it's like honest sex work tick um so yeah that's one thing that happened last night at my newcastle show (sighs) something rattled me before the show great venue Great staff, lovely people, uh, but we ordered chips, right? I hadn't eaten dinner. I always forget to eat. I'm weird. It'll get to like 7 p.m. Show's about to start, and I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten since breakfast. And then Meg will be like, you are a child. And she'll run to the bar, order me some chips or something for backstage. She did that last night. And now, again, cannot stress enough, very accommodating venue, accommodating people. Something just can absolutely baffled me and all of us before the show. We ordered chips. Ten minutes later, the chips came out. I'll describe the chips to you and we'll also chuck a photo up here. Pretty... <laughs> look, the presentation of the chips was um, low to mid-tier for a pub. Let's just say that. It was just nothing fancy, not even in a bowl, no sauce, no aioli, just chips on a plate, <laughs> kind of just like dumped on a plate. And then... They had 20 plus, I'm not exaggerating, about 20 sachets of salt. Sachets, not salt that had come from sachets. Sachets dumped on top of the chips. The girl, the staff member walked up to me and said, here's your chips. And I said, oh, thanks. I kind of looked at them confused and she said, (laughs) I put salt on them for you. And then she turned around and walked away. (laughs) Now, we were all confused. Was she joking? Or was it like a bit where she's like, we salted them because they weren't salted. Yeah. They were just dumped like, it's kind of like, you know, when you get the uh, little sugar sachets at a hotel and you have to open up the sugar and pour the sugar on. They were like that, but with salt. Mm. So they were just, it was just potato with paper (laughs) served on them. (laughs) It blew my mind. And I still, to this day, cannot figure out, I mean, it's the next day. I haven't thought about it for too long, (laughs) but I still haven't thought about like, it's all I was thinking about during the show. Yeah. You know, I was on another planet during the show because I was just like, was she, is that how they serve chips? If it is, great. Not knocking it. I mean, I am a bit, you know, maybe just sold them before. It doesn't even make sense for so many reasons. One, we used three of the sachets to salt all the chips. And that was heaps. I probably oversalted them. Two would have been plenty. Right? But that was, So, there was just 17 sachets that we didn't use. So, that suggested to me that it was like, could be a bit yeah of like i don't know maybe this is a, a i don't know who knows the second reason as to why it was a bit was she kind of smirked when she said it and i was like okay but i also didn't understand the joke mm. 
what was the joke? Yeah. The joke being like, I put salt in them for you, and the joke was like, this is not traditionally how you salt chips. <laughs> and also, just from the chef's standpoint, how hard is it to have just a big salt shaker and salt all the chips that you're cooking up at once for all the meals at once, mix them up, salt them again, and then plate them? Yeah. Dude, it blew my mind. Should I mean, we do another order tonight? To and see, see if they do the same yeah. thing? I just worry we're going to get the same thing. And yeah, true. Then we'll know if it's a joke yeah. or not. Because then we'll be like, oh, that's just how they serve chips. Yeah. Is this a New South Wales thing? Is this just random? <laughs> it was wild. Just, I've never got that before ever. And I've ordered a lot of chips in my time. No one's ever been like, be like, you know, it was like DIY salt. You know what? It was deconstructed chips, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. It was like a hipster thing, but um, very Newcastle. So, uh, yeah, no, it was a bit of fun though. Good show. And um, the, all the shows are still on sale. Uh, LukeHigel.com. Uh, Perth, I, I think a quarter of the tickets are gone for the big show, Ooh. which is crazy. So thank you all very much. Keep on getting them. Which all, I mean, that sounds cool, but th- that means there's also three quarters of the room not full. So I'd appreciate if you came. Uh, then after this leg, uh, camera's sold out, but then I'm coming back there. Uh, we've got Bendigo. Uh, Melbourne, there's still some ticks left from the rescheduled shows. Adelaide, we're coming back. Bunbury, Perth, biggest show of my career. Canberra, Harvey Bay, uh, Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Toowoomba, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Launceston, and Hobart. Get on down. Um, Reese, yep. one thing we've been talking about quite a bit uh, just behind the scenes is... We, we on our long drives. We do a lot of driving on yeah, this tour. Yeah, we love road, dude. We froth the Pacific Highway here. <laughs> Something about this highway makes me a f- makes me loopy though. You know, yeah. all these shows have been weird. I think it's the highway. Reese has travelled up and down this highway so many times. He's driven from Melbourne to Gold Coast. This is all in the space of a couple of weeks. Then Gold Coast back down where he came from to Wollongong, then back up to Newcastle, and then tomorrow back down to Sydney. Yeah, you love road. I dude. do, I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit of a break from it, then hit it hard again in August. Yeah, I know that's gonna be heaps of road. We're doing Melbourne to Cairns in a car. That's road. A lot of sugarcane on side of road as yeah. well. A lot of fence and a lot of all touring really is is just uh, choosing which truck shops you, shop stops. True, which truck stops you should or shouldn't shit in. <laughs> That's pretty much the game. And uh, it's just pulling over at regional KFCs and getting underwhelmed every time. And also reading facts on the wall about the colonel. Yeah. I've been enjoying that. Um, he uh, he died in 1984, wasn't it? He was 74? 74. Oh, something four. Okay, well, I don't retain didn't the pay facts. attention much. No, I don't retain <laughs> the facts, but I do read them and enjoy them in the moment. Uh so, yeah, one thing we've been doing in the car, I guess just to pass the time slash it's just good chat. <laughs> Reese has started, because Reese works with them closely, I started ranking the sound techs <laughs> on tour and creating like a tier list. <laughs> well, you should do a tier list video yeah. <laughs> on the channel of just you ranking sound techs <laughs> of the tour. And uh, every show, if you don't know, we get like a different guy who runs the sound and lighting at the show. And, uh, and you know, you get great ones. Uh, a few examples: Dazza Ooh, from Dazza. Melbourne, Brad yep. from Shepparton and Ballarat. Brad. We love Brad here. Um, you know, a few real standouts. Then, and again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw, I'm not gonna throw shade or mention names. But um, the Wagga guy could have, could have been um, <laughs> more accommodating to our needs. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. He could have been um, more enthusiastic to be there. <laughs> I don't think he cracked a smile once no. during the show. Um, there was uh, Felix in Sydney yep. the other night. Bit of a serious operator, Ooh, Felix. Yeah. So Ooh, can yeah. you give us... So, by the way, if you're thinking this is a one-off segment, it's not. Throughout the rest of the tour, we will be ranking sound techs of the tour. Mm. Did you just do something in your hand? No, uh, Meg told me to pick. you need to pick up your phone. Oh, oh okay, great. Um Guys, just go do some business. <laughs> we'll cut the podcast. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> so, um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, this is a regular segment. Yeah. Now, this will be a thing we'll be doing throughout the year. Um, is it unprofessional? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's this is should this information should stay behind the scenes. But uh, we had a suggestion from Alec who uh, listens to the podcast. Um, he said we should be. 
And this was before we'd uh, we'd already thought of this mm. before he even sent that yeah. in. He had a similar idea. He's like, boys, I would love it if you started rating your writer slash pre-show meals of every show of the Ooh. tour, ranking them out of 10, giving us a flavor test, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Not and he idea. kicked it off. He said, I got dinner beforehand at the Pato RSL, which is where I did my Sydney show. Uh, and he goes, mate, uh, Palmer was great, $15 and uh, $7 pint. So big Ooh. investments all around. Yeah, he pretty much printed cash off that. Um, so, yeah, we can do you one better, Alec. <laughs> We're going to be even give you a behind-the-scenes peek of what it's like to be Reese at the shows. <laughs> and um, I think Reese's number one favorite uh, sound tech was Darren from Ooh, the Comedy yeah. Festival. Now, I think here's the thing. I, I liked a few of them, right? Yeah. Because a few have been great. I understand why you've gone Darren number one. And yep. by the way, we're just, with full disclosure, we know Brad <laughs> <laughs> listens to the podcast. <laughs> so ballsy move yeah. that Reese has still gone Darren number one because I don't think Darren does listen. No. <laughs> right? But and Brad does. And Brad's going to hear this yeah. and he's going to be like, how dare you? I know. Why was I I'm number gonna one? Get a You're going to get a DM immediately yeah. after yeah. this. <laughs> um, why, why Darren over I Brad? I love the energy, mate. Yeah. He uh, worked at Hillsville Sanctuary, so yeah. he, every day he always had a good story he to had tell a good story. about like a crocodile or you know talking to some snotty kids or something yeah. like that, uh, you know, just because like, he does like the presenting at Hillsville at some of the exhibits. Yep. And uh, I think the loyalty because it was twenty three night run, I yeah. think the friendship and the bond that you guys created throughout, yeah, uh, helped and <laughs> made some memes to on the come again. He did after the show. Uh, if you have seen my show this year, you'll know it's quite a cum heavy show. Uh, I talk about cum a lot, and uh, we were kind of joking behind the scenes that the show should be called On the Cum yeah. instead of On the Run. And uh, he did send a couple memes afterwards where he changed the wording of the tour poster, slapped cum on there, and shot it through. Yeah. And since then, uh, Darren has actually sent me upwards of two to three cum related <laughs> memes uh, with the caption, This reminded me of you. <laughs> So that's that's a bit of fun. Yeah. And I appreciate that from the sound text. We actually have a lot of sound text messages afterwards. Yeah. You know who's not going to shoot us a message afterwards? Felix. <laughs> but the problem with Felix is I forgot to log out of my Spotify account on his laptop. <laughs> Reese keeps doing this. So we run our pre-show music through a Spotify playlist. That's And then Reese always logs into his Spotify account and their computers. And then half the time forgets to log out <laughs> after the show. So, Reese is just going to start copying fucked music recommendations because they'll probably accidentally use his account, listen yeah. to whatever weird shit they're into. <laughs> and then Reese is going to like, geez, I don't like, uh, you know, who's that guy, Andre Real? You yeah. know, <laughs> like, I don't enjoy like the uh, dulcet tones yeah. of, um, you know, I don't really, uh, Roy Orbison, yeah. for example. Yeah, I know you're just not yeah. a big Roy Orbison oh, fan. That's reminded me. I forgot to do it last night on the, the, their laptop at the uh, South Mary We're West. going back tonight, yeah. so it's fine. Um, now, here's an interesting one, and mm. there's another reason why I'm shocked that you've gone with Darren number one, is because last night you entered the sound tech <laughs> yeah. game and Reese had to sound tech the show. I did. So you didn't even rank yourself number one. No. A bit low on confidence. <laughs> You're like, man, I'm no Daz. Um, all right, so who's your top three so far? So Daz's the top one. Two has to be Brad. Yeah. I love Brad here. Yeah. He was great because like we would roll in. Oh, Brad! Everything set. Um, for those who might have may have watched the vlog, they may have got a got a glimpse of Brad. Uh, in one of the recent vlogs on my YouTube channel at the Shepparton and Ballarat shows, uh, Brad was really accommodating. It was one of the first shows of the tour, and I liked uh, Brad because firstly he hit me up and offered to do the gig, yeah. and gave me a great deal. So that was I was already pro Brad before we got there. Then when we got there. We were all a bit unsure, particularly Ruben had an absolute panic attack over what walkout song he was going to choose. Um, he ended, landed on Walking on Sunshine, which has remained uh, a consistent theme of the tour. Yeah, we trialed some. And that was Brad's doing. Yeah, we Brad trialed Back in it. Black as well. Back yeah, Back in Black just was not Ruben's vibe. <laughs> Coming on to just, you know, ACDC. <laughs> he tried to do one of these ones. And it just didn't fit. Uh, Walking on Sunshine, though, a lot more festive, a lot more fun. Yeah. But br that was Brad's doing. It was. So he's he actually impacted the show moving forward. Mm. And has also um, sent me a few uh, cum-related memes since <laughs> the show. And that actually... It's been a big impression that you leave on these sound texts is just cum. 
No, I think that's the impression <laughs> that I leave on everyone who comes to my show this year is they go like, geez, one of the best cum-based comedians in the country. Uh, it was just accidentally a cum-heavy show this year. Yeah. I wrote, um, I mean, the, the fog bit hint is quite cum-heavy. Um, there's another bit early on the show that's quite literally about cum. Yeah. And then there's a few other references <laughs> to semen throughout the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Brad is uh Brad checks in after shows as well. He goes, How was Adelaide? Fog bit go off, question mark. So he's still kind of yeah. keen on hearing how the rest of the tour plays out, which yeah. I love. Um you know who's a uh, bit of an underdog for me? Aaron. Emo Aaron from Albury. Yeah, I was gonna chuck him in third. He had a pink front fringe, uh, looked like he could have been the bassist of a pop punk band that never made it. Yeah. And um great guy, real quiet operator, didn't say much, but nope. got the job done, went in Got out. I didn't even get to say bye to him, but Aaron from Albury did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is interesting to people, but I feel like <laughs> the more we, you know, people will really go, oh, I can't believe, you know, someone's overtaken him. Oh, Aaron, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, oh, you know who else is on the list? And, and at the bottom of mine, uh, Jack and Simo, my brother and his mate, organized the sound and light, didn't organize someone for Warner Bull to actually tech the show. So they just did it, and it was all—all all it was was just Simo standing on a chair <laughs> trying to operate lights that he didn't know how to use beforehand. Yeah. So they will—they're they're an F tier. They're at the bottom of the list for sure. Yeah. On your list, where do I rank from last night's performance? Um, you were really stressed out during it, but it wasn't your fault because the ox chord was fucked. Yeah, and at the start of every song, you had to press play. On the song again. I had to quickly pause it because for some reason, every time it would go to a new song, yeah. it would like skits out. And right. I figured out that if you would pause it and then play it again, it would it would work. Yeah. You're, um, you, I don't think you handled the pressure well, you know, but I think you did a great job. Yeah. Tonight I'll improve on it. Yeah. Won't be a stress tonight. You, you were just a stress head. But uh, no, you weren't stressing me out. You were just stressing yourself <laughs> I out. I know. <laughs> I was like, man, it's Newcastle. Because I didn't want you guys to like walk out to a song that was like skits and out. Dude, you could have been like fucking farting in the microphone like beat, <laughs> beatboxing with your ass and I wouldn't have given a shit <laughs> it was uh, it was fine and uh, I'm just trying to think if we missed anyone uh, Daz from Melbourne where was, oh Adelaide oh he was a nice guy I've forgotten his name the guy with the beard yeah no he was good I had to do a bit that night as well oh okay you I, weren't impressed with uh, the fact that he didn't he didn't jump at the walk-on songs you, you were playing the walk-on songs yeah I know I was on the fading because he was running behind the bar but you know what he had good energy he did yeah Big um, big he, Adelaide. He kept like, giving me free beer, sorry. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, you can play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. And, and then uh, there was Geelong. Geelong. Oh, yeah, like the, the dad from um, <laughs> Hopper's, Hopper's Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he came out <laughs> because his daughter once, or he was part of a dance troupe that did the same venue. Yeah. He saved the day, actually, because there was no microphone at the venue. Yeah. And if he bought one in his car as a backup, it ended up being the one we ended up using. Otherwise, yeah. we would have had to screen the show to the crowd. Yeah. Which would have been fucked. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, great. Well, um, so, yeah, great. Our top three is Darren... Brad and Emo Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, and you're fourth. Yeah. You're still coming fourth. I would actually rank Rhino Room Guy over you. Yeah, no, no, I would as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd put myself fifth. You're, you're fifth. Not a great start. No. I reckon you can improve. I, there's definitely going to be like a few more shows. Like, we're going to get to Bundaberg and there's going to be no one at the venue. Yeah. There's going to be a skeleton of a fucking venue and they're going to be like, oh, there's like a... Yeah. This is going to be like a 20-watt Marshall guitar amp. It's like the <laughs> speakers for the whole show. <laughs> Listeners of the podcast that shows down might start paying more attention. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and on the night, I wonder if people will be like, mate, how do they rank? Yeah. How are they scoring tonight? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been so cool meeting a bunch of people who listen to this podcast every week. It's uh, very lovely. And, uh, you know, a few people actually have noticed. They're like, man, I've been listening to your podcast for three years. I finally made it out to a show. <laughs> like all those years. Year, like now, like, you know, I don't, I'm not begging people to come. Like I, you know, selling a fair few tickets off TikTok and stuff. I've, I reckon half the, if you look back over the past 199 episodes, it's probably 40% me just pleading with people to come to shows. <laughs> they blatantly haven't come. And now this year, when I don't really need them there, they're gone, mate, I've got you. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate uh, everyone coming out. It's so much fun. Guys, do you have disheveled, hairy nuts? Do you want to fix that? Hey, I've got you. Manscaped, 
Basic.com.au. They are the sponsor of the podcast. And if you use code BASIC, you get 20% off and free shipping. We love Manscaped here. Uh, they support the podcast, so support them. And uh, it's seriously a great shaver. Wouldn't you agree, <laughs> Riven? Jeez, that's a, what a smooth ass you were twerking there. That's because you also own a Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, don't you? I do. It's, it's actually been really great. Yeah. Keeping it all smooth. Keeping it all smooth. You actually bought it to trim your hole from memory. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got one. But, but, yeah. but if you were to buy it, you'd use... That's mainly what I use it for, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, asshole trimming. You can use it whatever. You can get creative with yeah. it. Um, I trimmed my nips recently. Ooh. I got smooth nips. Ooh. You know, I just said, like, I kind of... Uh, it's a bit of a Luke and Lewis reference, but, like, Keelan um, often would just start shaving parts of his body and he'd be like, oh, I was just bored. I found it fun. <laughs> the other day, I just did it. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird though. <laughs> Smack in a room, shaving your nipples by yourself. But guys, if you want to do that, use code BASIC. And um, yeah, and also for girls as well, you know, yep. do what you need to down there. Get it done. You know, it's, it's, it's private, sure, but take, take care of your privates privately. And uh, also it can be used in the shower, which is sweet. It's waterproof. Mm. So that's a, that's a big game changer in the shaving world. Uh, might fuck your drain, depending on, depending on how disheveled your pubes are. Yeah, I've used it in the shower. It went, went good. Yeah, and it went, it went all down? Yeah, it went all down. Yeah, yeah no issues. No issues. Like, long as you don't have a plumbing issue. Yeah. Because then we're going to have to get like, you know, sponsored by fucking Reese's Plumbing. Or, <laughs> yeah, you should start up a rival plumbing business to the already Reese's Plumbing. Yeah. And we can sponsor the podcast, get you some traction. Yeah. And mainly just un- unclogging all the pube mishaps that have happened from the Manscaped <laughs> sponsorship. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, manscaped.com.au, back to the podcast. Great. Uh, my dad has just messaged me. Give me a call ASAP, dad. Should I, is that? Do you reckon I should stop the podcast for that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. We're gonna stop the podcast. So dad just called. Then he goes, "Call me ASAP." I thought it was gonna be really bad news or something. And then he's like, he was at my house just checking up on it and filling up my car with petrol and stuff because I've been away for like three and a half weeks. And he goes, "Man, I think you've been robbed." And I go, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, there's there's clothes everywhere and all your drawers are open. And I was like, no, nah, that's just our house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Reese has been there. There's a lot of congestion. Ooh, yeah. You know, Reese gets traffic between walking into the door and that. And like my dad's couldn't fathom it. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, is my computer still there and the TV? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I've been robbed then. <laughs> He's like, but there's drawers open. You got clothes on the floor. And I was like, Welcome to my life, dude. <laughs> That's it. Meg had to throw everything. I think Meg just would have got everything out of her drawers and just clearly just threw it in the back of a car. Yeah. Um, because she had to leave in about two hours notice mm. uh, for two two weeks. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's that stressed him out. That's funny. Now, now my mum and dad are just going to be at my house just judging my lifestyle, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so, yeah, what were we talking about? Just quickly, one thing back on the sound tech thing. Okay, we haven't even <laughs> no. it. What does the person... Uh, but, uh, say when we get to the end of the tour, mm. what the person who comes first... Maybe they could do like a, an interview and we could grant them best sound tech of the tour. Yeah. Um, you know, of something. But geez, you know, Brad, who listens to the podcast, he's going to want that title. Yeah. You know, and, and currently he's in silver. And I'm not doing the rankings, by the way, because I have to remain impartial. <laughs> I love all the sound techs. Um, and, and, and Felix was great in Sydney. He was uh, great. He didn't crack a smile at all, though, no, throughout the show. Um, he is my favorite thing about Felix. Real serious bloke, right? He's like maybe 50 years old. Yeah. He's been around the block. This was not his first rodeo, <laughs> right? We're backstage. The door's about to open. And he's just like, all right. We're doing doors. We're doing doors. Are we all ready to do doors? And I was like, kind of, I was like, hey, yes, that's fine. You can open the doors. Like, I'll just go backstage. He's like, all right, doors and three, two, one. And then he went, doors. <laughs> <laughs> and then Meg just like slowly creaked open the door. And I don't know what he thought. Did he think it was going to be like the Boxing Day Maya sales where everyone just fucking barged down the door. It was like, we need to sit at the front of this comedy show. People just slowly like yeah. walked in. It was so underwhelming. He's like, doors. And then the first person just kind of went in and was like, all right, where should I see? <laughs> but I liked his energy. It yeah. kind of set like a real, oh, it's go time yeah. thing. I mean, maybe uh, if, if we get Brad to do another show. Oh, by the way, 
I think Brad at one point may have offered to help out with Gimpfest for Luke and Lewis, Ooh. which would be huge. Imagine if we got a, we should fly Darren up, <laughs> maybe for the last show. <laughs> we get Darren to sound take the last show. <laughs> um, or we could do like a, a, like a, just to end the tour, like a, a 50 seater podcast listener only show where we get Darren or who or Brad or whoever ends up winning to really flex their sound tech muscles yeah. and give a real sound tech bonanza during the show. <laughs> or we just watch them. Oh, oh, we know who we've missed. Who? Max from Sydney. I'm going to put him in bronze. Oh, fuck. I'm going to put him in bronze. Oh. This guy um, from the first Sydney show, I forgot, I did an extra Sydney show during the week because you guys are too kind and I'm selling out shows everywhere. I'm very, I'm very successful. Let's move past it. Um, I did a show at uh, the Puts Point Hotel and the guy who uh, helps Neil Kohat-Karat, I did Neil's show with Frenchie and stuff, Neil and Friends, Will Gibb, a bunch of other great comics. And the guy, dude, he's pre- I can't believe I didn't trust him. I feel like a goose. I was like, oh, do we have our own pre-show playlist? And he's like, oh, okay. And it was a bit apprehensive to play it. And I go, oh, it's fine. You can just play some of your own stuff if you want. I just thought it was being weird about it. And then he goes, no, man, I'll download a couple of your songs and I'll incorporate it in the mix. So I was like, okay, he's going to do like one of my songs, which is just Powderfinger <laughs> and like Australian bands like Kiss Chasey and Gyroscope. <laughs> like that's and Thirsty Merc. That's all I play before my show with a bit of Machine Gun Kelly just sprinkled yeah. in there. And um, then... Uh, he goes, yeah, I'll download a few. And it was, I was like, what are you usually playing? He goes, oh, hip hop. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Then he did some of the most bold shit I've ever done. I didn't realize he had decks, like DJ decks. Dude, he mixed in Powderfinger with Biggie. It blew my mind. <laughs> it was insane. It was wild. Like on the, like, you know, the Biggie would do the verse and then it would just come in like, my happiness. <laughs> and me and Reese were at the back going, holy shit. And anyone who was in that crowd... There's a few podcast listeners in. They would have been like, oh, yeah, the vibe was set. Oh, yeah. Probably that was the best pre-show vibe we've had before yeah, any pre-show show. Vibe, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So I would say I would, I'm going to put Max as, yeah. as a bronze. And you know what, Brad? He's giving you a run for silver. Ooh. But no, actually, he's not because Brad was so prepared. And Brad let us run cables everywhere. Yeah, he, he had really, sick lighting as well. Yeah, he had sick. Oh, true. Brad's lighting was next level. Yeah. Yeah. He had like walk-on, spinning lights. Okay, you know, Brad, you're still a, a safe <laughs> second. But Max's, uh, yeah, but Brad, you weren't DJing beats beforehand. <laughs> so you know, everyone offers something new. But yeah, Max really brought it. Anyway, guys, we'll move on. But this is going to be a regular segment <laughs> now of the podcast. And I'm here for it. I can't wait. I think it's better than ranking food. Because yeah. otherwise we would have just been raiding palmers around the country. Yeah. And everyone would be like, it's a palmy. It's a fucking... <laughs> Dude, I put the word palmer on my Instagram story for the millionth time the other day. And I just get... All I get is just it's, uh, <clears throat> palmy. Because I was in New South Wales. Yeah, they keep... Every time we've been here, we've been up here and I've ordered one, they always correct me. They correct you. You go, I'm just going to get the uh, chicken palmer. And they go, so you would like the palmy? And you just have to hold strong as a Victorian. Yeah. And go, I know I'm in the minority here. It's a palmer. And you just have to go balls deep, you know, and double down and pronounce that A. It's Parmigiana. Or is it Parmigiana? <laughs> it's spelt Parmigiana, yeah. but it's pronounced Parmigiana. So it's Parma. It's short. It makes sense. Good. Let, let's conclude the argument. I did uh, have a screaming match with the crowd at my Wagga show about this. Um, they were all chanting Palmy, Palmy, and I was telling them to fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> and um, that was pretty much the energy of my show. Oh, I fucked up again last night at the show. You know how I always say bad shit? I mean, the regular listeners of this podcast know that I don't have a filter. Um, my brain, I just say whatever I think. And yes, that is part of my appeal, but also will be the downfall of my career one day. I just, I wasn't digging myself a hole on stage. I was mining last night. It was bad. I, uh, there was a guy by himself. Um, he ended up being 33. Look, and I said this out loud. I shouldn't have said that. I dug myself further hole. I saw a somewhat receding hairline. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, right? You can't control it. So I saw that. And then he was sitting, happened to be sitting next to like a fresh 18-year-old. <laughs> you know, like a dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, just make that very clear. You know, fresh. Out of high school, looked young, right? And I was like, oh, maybe this guy's... Maybe the dad looks kind of good for his age and he's with his kid. 
because I just don't get many like mid thirties dudes coming to my show by themselves. That's not really my vibe. And I just go, oh man, are you a dad? And he just goes, no, I'm here by myself. The whole crowd just goes hush. And I back it up with, oh, sorry, man. I saw your receding hairline and I assumed, dude, silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know why. I, th- I, didn't, I wasn't really going for a laugh. I think in my head, I was like, I'm just going to justify why I said it. Mm. And it made the situation worse because then the go- look in the guy's face was like, oh, and he's got real self-conscious. And then turns out he's like, come to my show before. And he was, was a really lovely guy and I felt awful. And um, guys, that's it. And then there was people from the church in the front row. And I have a bit about religion in the show. And oh boy, it was just, uh, you know, it was fine. The the room I was doing it in, I felt like I was about to do a TED talk. It was in like the real nice area of Newcastle. Apparently, uh, Meerweather, or was it Merweather? I don't know. Merweather. Merweather is uh, one of the nice places. Apparently, the Turak of Newcastle. So it was a bit bloody fancy. Um, so yeah, what else did we have to talk about today? Oh, I wanted to give an update uh, regarding the... Um, KFC uh, not opening later issue. Mm. Man, the, one of these clips went absolutely bazonkers on uh, TikTok on one of our... Uh, on, on the podcast page. A lot of people getting in the argument, which is great. Uh, a lot of... Here's the thing. I wanted answers. A lot of people give me joke answers. I wanted um, real answers. Apparently, this I disagree with this one. The top comment, and this must be from a KFC worker. Uh, so, that, by the way, just to recap... I think KFCs are missing out on a huge business opportunity not opening often after 10 p.m. Sometimes it goes at 11, 12. Very rarely do you see one open after 2. I think there should be some stores that are capturing that 24-hour market to rival Maccas. Because the only time I'm maybe speaking on... I feel like I'm speaking on behalf of a fair few people here. The only time you get Maccas is due to availability. Yeah, because it's open, not because it's it's no one's first preference, surely. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong. I feel like in Australia, at least, most people prefer KFC. Someone's gone. The reason is because the amount of people it takes to keep it open isn't worth the money. It needs a cook, a manager, a drive-through pack, and a box team member. Mate, they pay them like what twenty-five bucks an hour max. Mm. That's worth it. That's a hundred bucks an hour. I said this two hundred bucks an hour. I reckon it costs them to stay open. They're already paying the rent. There's no extra cost there. Yeah, true. So, what's the problem? There's power, electricity, supplies, obviously. I don't know what their profit margins are, but yeah, I just think this this ridiculous. Uh, the This is why TikTok is just a platform for fucking degenerates. They hear an argument and then they comment something completely irrelevant to the video yeah i was talking about why kfc should open longer the second top comment is just triple cheeseburgers from maccas are far more superior than big macs so i just started comparing burgers <laughs> from a different restaurant that i was talking about <laughs> which is great um this is a good point uh lol most of the workers have school the next day now that's something i didn't consider yeah, that's is that it's hard to find 18 year olds that are willing to sit yeah. there between 2 a.m and 6 a.m but Maccas have found it. Yeah. These people exist, you know? So pay them double. Maybe they have to pay them extra. Oh, they would. They have to pay them overtime. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. Penalty rates. Yeah, okay. Maybe they can't afford Stephen. I just feel like if Maccas can, or maybe Maccas are taking making a loss at night. Possibly. There's no way. The drive through is always packed. Um, How about that Maccas we saw last night? Oh, yeah. Dude, I used to love Newcastle before this trip. <laughs> Newcastle was actually, I said it on stage, my favorite place in Australia. The crowd was just confused. And then we went out after the show with a couple of people from the uh, Patreon Discord, uh, which, by the way, we're doing like, if you're in the Discord, uh, we're doing like meetups and stuff. We're trying to do it in every place we go to after the show. Um, we always just go out and grab a couple of beers after. It's always a bit of fun. It's fun because you get to kind of see the town with locals. Yeah. Uh, which is like, Kind of interesting because usually we just go to all the touristy spots. Um, but yeah, it was funny last night. We're driving through Newcastle. Dude, this Macca is like it's open late at night. And by the way, there was a Forte concert that had just finished around the, the 
the um, corner. corner. So there was people just wheeling each other down the street uh, in trolleys. That ended badly. Someone ate shit. And yeah. then there was a bunch of guys with no top on. And uh, I don't know what Reese thought I was going to do, but he's like, bro, <laughs> I got street smarts. <laughs> we need to move on. And I was like, did you think I was going to try and fight the guy in Newcastle <laughs> not wearing a shirt at 2 a.m.? How dumb do you think I am? You just got, you know, I would have been like, hello, <laughs> hello there. And he would have been like, what the fuck? Um, so, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, then we drove past the Maccas. Dude, there was two police cars and two security cards just standing there arguing with teenagers. <laughs> I was like, why the hell is this where our tax dollars go to? Yeah. There's just people to scream at teenagers like, get your big Mac and move on, champion, all right? Get your fucking Angus. Oh, let's be honest. They're not even an Angus crowd. No. At all. They're not ordering off the deluxe menu. No. They're getting fillet of fishes and just <laughs> fucking off back down the highway. Yeah. Like the degenerates that they are. Um, here's, here's one. I work at KFC and the honest reason is we need to fully and completely clean certain parts of the cooking stuff, which also needs to dry all night. So the Mac is just not clean. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought about that. Like 24 hour Mac is like, how do they, if the, if the fry is always on because they do hash browns in the same, you've worked. Fast food. Yeah. Do they just cook everything in the same fries? Pretty much. Is, yeah. there, is there like a burger fryer or a chicken We did fryer? have to occasionally change the change them. Is there a way to clean them and change them as they go? Yeah, by memory, ages ago, like you would clear the liquid out. You're a hungry jack man, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I did the overnight shift once for Boxing Day and like we didn't really, by memory, we didn't change anything. It just... Yeah, it's going. so hard to take you seriously standing there with two party hats on. Can you <laughs> flash the camera what you look like from my angle? <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of people um, were saying, this is a, a heartbreaking uh, message I got. Um, this is, came from him from uh, Katia, who I think I met at the show the other night. Um, the KFC I worked at in Sydney closed at eight most nights which my manager loved and the only reason they worked uh, at one. Closing at 8 p.m. It's a restaurant. Well, they're supposed to be a restaurant. <laughs> You're not even getting the dinner market. No. What are you getting? People coming in there for afternoon tea? <laughs> like you get, Closing at 8 means they wrap up at 7.30. If the doors are shut by 8, they're pushing people out at 7.30, yeah. which is dinner time for a lot of people. And for fast food lovers, dinner time is 10 p.m. It's just crazy to me. I don't understand. Like, whenever I want KFC, it's always like 9 p.m. And it, you look it up on um, Google Maps and it's always like closing soon. Yeah. It's nev- it never says just open. It always says either closing soon or closed. And then you go, oh, fucking hell. And then we always end up at Guzman and Gomez because we don't want to go to Macca's. Yeah. Because we're not. There was a big debate last night. Oh, a huge debate. Yeah. I was. Uh, I caught up with a few other comedians uh, in town. Uh, people from Luke and Lewis may uh, remember Amos Gill. Um, a few other guys who are here for just doing other shows and stuff. And 2 a.m. at this pub, what was it called? The Lasso Gowrie or something yeah. like that. What strange vibe. Very. It was a dance floor in a beer garden slash courtyard. Yeah. And there was a guy standing there. And I cannot stress this enough before I tell this story, just so we're all on the same page. It wasn't 1994. It was last night. <laughs> There was a guy standing there filming the DJ uh, with a camcorder for presumably half an hour. I reckon he'd been standing there for just kind of grooving along, filming his set, not on a mobile phone, on a camcorder with like a flip out screen and like a, you know, like the ones that dads used to do on family videos where they're like, hey, mate, got a Luke, don't touch that, don't touch that. Hang on, Chaz, can you hold this? And then, you know, (laughs) mum will be filming the ground while dad's trying to get my fucking hand out of a bin or some (laughs) shit. And then we're all watching this back when Radot's going, what memories? Thanks, dad. You watch me fucking bin dive like an ibis. Uh, when I was four, that's awesome. You know, there's this, there's this fucked family video that we have and it's like the most cruel thing of all time. And it makes me sad and uncomfortable thinking about how uncomfortable I would have been. You know, have you noticed that I can't do rocks in my shoes? Like whenever I have like the slightest bit of something in my shoe, I just take off my shoe and fix it. I've no, never noticed it. I, I do it frequently. Oh, really? Like, I just, Mate, be, be more observant <laughs> of my... Uh, but do, can you like just 
Save a little little rock gets in there. Do you just leave it in there? Yeah, fuck it. Oh, no, I normally take it out. No, but if it's like tiny, it's not... Oh, if it's not bothering me bad, yeah. Yeah. See, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, it's just fine. I'll just leave it in there. I can't do that. There's this video of me when we went to Puffing Billy when I was like two. I don't know. I was in a pram. I don't know how old you are in prams. But I was in a pram, whatever. I had shoes on and I was crying all day. And my Ruben's just walked by. Welcome to episode 200, Ruben. So so good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Sorry, sorry I just got to run. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to get the washing. I was going to get the washing. Oh, great. Yeah, we're so stupid that we put on washing <laughs> earlier and then realized we didn't turn on the tap. Uh, we really do nothing right around here. No. Uh, it's everything we do. We lose keys. We lose everything. Oh, I lost. Oh, no, I didn't. I, lo- I may or may not have lost the key at the Meriton the other day. Yeah. And, um, and, and I wasn't lying. They, she goes, where's the second key? I said, oh, it's up in the room, which I think it was, <laughs> yeah. but I just lost it in the room. And um, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm going to get charged by that. I probably would will get charged mm-hmm. for it. Um, but if anyone from the Meritons is listening, obviously that was a joke. This is all performance and satire, and I would never lie. Um, so uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, this fucked family video. I'm crying all day at Puffing Billy. I don't know if this is interesting to anyone, <laughs> It's like, wow, how was episode 200? Yeah, he just like told this weird story about how he cracked his shits as a kid. <laughs> um, and I was crying all day. And then at the end of the day, my parents were like, oh my God, Luke's being such, so annoying today. Like this has been the worst day. I ruined the day for everyone apparently. My brother who was older, like ruined the day for him because he wanted to go on the train. That's had to go home early. My mum, they get home and they realize they took off my shoes. My shoes are just full to the brim. Like I don't know how it happened of rocks. This whole day, and then I was so young, I couldn't be like, "Hey, mom and dad, there's rocks." <laughs> I had to just cry and be like, "Like, understand me." <laughs> and then, and I've watched this video; it breaks my heart watching it, knowing how much discomfort. Because I, as an adult, I fucking hate one rock being in there. Yeah. Imagine if there's just an avalanche in your shoe. Yeah. That's what happened to me when I was three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. So anyway, family videos are wild. It's mainly just, um, you know, what else gets caught a lot on family videos? A lot of nude action as a kid. Yeah. Is that reflective in your family videos as well? Yeah. A lot some, of yeah. in the backyard sprinklers. Yeah. And back in the day. I don't know how that goes. I feel like, you know, it's it's not that weird, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's a good, mate. Just keep doing the washing <laughs> in the background of the podcast. <laughs> um, did you have to bring up the clothes horse from there? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, sorry, guys. Just a bit of admin. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Talking about issue, yeah. Oh no, family home. How? Oh yeah, it's always. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this is relatable to anyone, but there's the hectic amount of Luke cock. Oh, that's probably not relatable unless your name's Luke. (laughs) Um, There's a hectic amount of um, just running around. I was a big fan of um, tricycle nudity when I was a child. Just in the backyard, uh, very rarely wore pants. it would it would seem if you just watch my family videos, and it's just funny that my dad's they go like and just doesn't you know like not even being like oh mate you should probably put some undies on yeah my dad's just going how you going there mate going pretty fast you know just <laughs> ignoring the fact that mum just hanging fucking schlong yeah. in the backyard my dad actually sent me a ripper painting I did as a kid uh, the other day and we can put this in too it's signed by Luke K at the top probably by my kindergarten teacher. I've depicted me and dad and I straight up just look like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> That's how I've drawn myself. And I've, I've drawn my dad with what appears to be a humongous green slong. <laughs> my dad was uh, very thrilled at the uh, artist interpretation, except it also looks like he has gangrene, <laughs> which is pretty fucked. So, um, yeah, I was quite the artist. I've always been an artist and now I just channel it in different ways, which is great. Um, but anyway, yeah, this guy was just like filming this DJ <laughs> on like a camcorder that a dad would use on a family holiday. And it was the most 90s shit I've ever seen. This place is stuck in the 90s Ooh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like that, dude, during um the rugby game, oh, the fact that I called it rugby really added myself as a foreigner last night. Um, during league or whatever they call it, um, they do four dollar schooners at the place we're doing the venue at, and that's the two rack yeah. of that's crazy Newcastle. Yeah. That's the nice rich people. Like everyone at the venue was like, "Oh, buddy, rich rich bastards live around here," and I'm like, "They're rich because you guys have four dollar schooners." Yeah, I'd be rich as well if I <laughs> saved six dollars in every fucking beer that I got in Melbourne. Mm. I'd have a house by now. 
you know, $4 schooners, you know, it wouldn't have to take out a loan. The banks must be fucked here because, you know, everyone's just, you know who's not making money? The people who run the pubs, they'd be poor as fuck. Maybe that's why it's just the circle of life here mm. because people at the pub couldn't be able to afford more than a $4 schooner because they're not charging enough. Um, yeah, great. And that's, is that, oh, what was I talking about? We were talking about like oh, the fast food debate that happened at the event. So this was I was on stage last night. I had uh, I just had a brain aneurysm. That was like thirty seconds where my brain didn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, um, where I I was I was trying to say where I come from. I just go, uh, where I come <laughs> into the microphone, and the crowd was just like, what? Like where did he come? Like he are ill. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, I can't think. Um, and then. I, so, yeah, the plan is, by the way, I'm going to stay in uh, Sydney for a couple of weeks, I think, so I can do my Canberra show, so I don't have to cancel that. Reese is going home, which is sad. Going I'm going to have to rank that sound tech without you if yeah. you can't come up for it. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, that's going to be it. That's the rest of the tour. Mm. So, um, yeah, guys, get down. Uh, we appreciate it. Have we done an hour? Uh, 53 minutes. Oh, that's close enough. It's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, great. Chucking a Luke and Meg clip right here. Boom, here it is. I'm pretty sure they were just building the foundations of the pyramids when we last released an episode of this. Yeah, like Somewhere busy. around that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure like the dinosaurs were still walking the earth. Yeah. You know yeah. what I realised? In I just realised then in BC, Yeah. they wouldn't have known that they were in BC yet because Christ wasn't around. Yeah. So like before what? Who? Yeah. Christ. What, what was time? What's that? And that means before that, no one went, Jesus Christ, when they stubbed their toe. No, what do, what do you think they said? Like, said? Uh, like if you stub your toe. Oh, King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like a whoever was like the Pharaoh or the God at the time, you know? <laughs> Didn't they worship cats? Oh, fucking oh, yeah. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't around. Yeah, great. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast over the years, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, very kind. We are, Reese has come on board recently and uh, great to have you on board, mate. Thank you. You've been a great addition and a well-loved addition yeah. to the podcast. Uh, Reese is up to his fifth photo <laughs> after the shows with our podcast fans. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know what, mate? Bit of a hit with the ladies, <laughs> I've noticed, after the shows. Reese mm. is too humble to admit it, but, um, you know, the girls, you know, like that Android yeah. vibe. You know, uh, look, some guys will blatantly just, uh, you know, say rude shit to you. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter. People, when Reese will sometimes take some photos, <laughs> people need a photo taken. People are just shocked that sometimes Reese can't get the phone to take the photo and they're like, mate, this is one of your kind. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, which is evidence against you not being a robot. Mm. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. We never did a test. <laughs> is there a test? Oh, right, the online test where you go like, which one of these images yeah. does not contain a bicycle? Yeah, yeah I reckon you'd fail that 10 out of 10 <laughs> times. I like that that's supposed to stump a robot. Yeah. Couldn't you write an algorithm where it detects bicycles? Probably. Probably. I don't know, I'm not a nerd. But uh, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Episode 200. Uh, we still have yet to do episode 100. Bit of an update there uh, from two years ago <laughs> with uh, Osha. Um, first and foremost is I don't think he likes me. Which is makes me sad because uh, I'm a big fan, but I uh, I poo pooed that relationship. Uh, well, no, mainly the Luke and Lewis fan base poo pooed that relationship by commenting on his streams all the time. And um, I think, yeah, I just I feel like we sour that because people often ask me like, whatever happened with Osh? And I'm like, well, you guys harassed him, um, and I maybe uh, I didn't actually encourage it because wasn't I uh, trying to play cool at the start? Yeah, trying to get on. Yeah, I think I was trying to play cool with Osh. Definitely blew that. But um, hopefully, I'm looking, I really hope that Osh and I one day can, um, you know, make it, make amends and uh, build a rapport. Yeah. That would be the, the dream of my podcast is to get Osher on and, uh, you know, just say sorry on behalf of the thousands of teenagers that ruined his bike riding live streams on <laughs> Twitch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. Episode 200. Uh, it's been quite a journey. I think four years. We st I started this podcast early 2017 i think so over four years we've been going for which means i've missed a fuckload of episodes <laughs> because i probably should be up to about 230 by now but uh yeah thank you all very much for 
tuning in and uh, support the podcast on Patreon. If you're not already, the Luke and Meg podcast is a lot of fun. And um, yeah, what else? That's it. Come see a show, LukeKidgel.com and give yourself a bloody pat on the back and let's play that hallelujah buzzer. We're at the end. Had the washing go, Ruben? Great. (laughs) What an end. A washing update. (laughs) And hallelujah. All right. Goodbye.